courageous, successful, and happy isn't a goal. It's not a place to get to, it's a place to come from. I'm Tracy Oswald and I am the High Achievers Coach and each week we are going to get real and go deep on what's holding you back, how to face it head on so you can finally live your vision with clarity and confidence. Hello, you guys. What's going on? I've got my coffee. The weather is gorgeous. It's a sunny, beautiful Saturday. This is the fourth episode I'm recording this morning. And after this, I'm going to put on my baseball hat and my sweatpants and my sneakers and go out about the town, do some errands, maybe treat myself to some lunch. I'm just going to have an awesome weekend. I'm so excited. And What's funny is I have this on Friday as I was closing out my workday. I made this list of all of the things I had to do over the weekend. And I looked at it this morning and I was like, yep, it would be great to get all that stuff done. And I'm going to just trust my intuition about how it's going to get done. And I'm not going to schedule anything this weekend. And when I feel inspired to do any of it, I will do it. And I'm trusting that that's going to happen. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, I have mixed feelings about this uh, this episode in, in the sense that it's not mixed feelings about the content, but it comes from a, a post I did on LinkedIn and it it was and on LinkedIn you can, you only have what twelve hundred something characters unless you're writing an article to post so it's never the whole story but I posted about the content that that's in this uh, that's in this episode and the feedback I got was largely good you know good people liked it and they yeah yes totally agree and then some people were like oh, I'm not sure you know interesting take right and and then. Some people were like, you're flat out wrong. And someone even called my point of view sinister. And that, it hurt me so much. And I fell into, you know, the allowing other people's opinions to guide my actions in life. But because I'm human, just like you, and I want to point out that none of us have this all figured out. It's just in the, in the examining of things and deciding to make decisions um, from a place of awareness instead of from a place of fear. Um, but truthfully, I, I like for a couple of days, I stopped, I didn't post on LinkedIn. I got this, I was afraid. I, like of what? I don't know. Of people disagreeing with me. And then I talked to one of my friends um, who does a lot of posting and speaking and um, just really, really brilliant guy. And he's like, you know you're starting to have an impact on the world when people start disagreeing with you because that means you're reaching out past all of the people that are in your circle and are going to say, oh, good job and clap their hands for you no matter what you do. It means you're reaching a bigger, more global audience. And chances are, people, a lot of people aren't going to agree with you. And that's how you know you're starting to have impact that matters. And I was like, holy shit. That is really profound, and it changed the way I was thinking about what 
of these people had to say, right? And it really got me to thinking, right, it's not about, me speaking my truth is not about whether anyone agrees with me or not. It's about the people that I do reach and that I do help. That's why I'm doing it. So I can't get caught up in in watering down my message because I'm afraid that people are going to publicly say that they don't agree with me and call me names. And I, and I say that to you because I had to go through that. I, I mean, I it hurt me and I paused and this isn't to get anyone's sympathy. This is to say, where in your world are you contracting because you feel the sting of someone's actual words or their perceived words, right? So I, I just want to expose all my vulnerabilities to help to help everyone and, and to help me because talking about it absolutely helps me. So let me launch into, into my story and into the teachings for today. I feel like we're in church. Let me launch into gospel. Right? I don't go to church. I just, I don't believe in traditional God. I don't know why I'm saying this. Okay. So it all started with, I had to tell this potential client, no. It was at the end of a discovery call and we had uh, talked for the last, it was over an hour. Most of my discovery calls are between 60 and 90 minutes. She was the head of VP, uh, the sorry, the VP of human resources at a really big technology company. And we had just gone really, really deep in where she was where she wanted to go, where she wanted to be in the next five years, and all of the things that were holding her back. And she told me how miserable she was in her current role um, and her company and how toxic the, she felt the leadership was. She felt really stifled. She felt how she wanted to be out of there before the end of the year. And this was just last month in October. So she wanted to be out like in 90 days. And she was so, so stressed from the job and the company. And during the call, she made it really clear that she wanted me to help her craft a really quick exit, a plan to do that, and find a role at a company where she could be really happy. And at the end of all my discovery calls, this happens. I ask them when it when it comes to a close, and I just have to use my intuition to know when that is, I simply ask, are you complete? And they interpret that however they want to interpret that. But what I'm asking them, did they get everything out of this discovery session that they wanted? And I put the ball in their court to ask me, hey, how do I work with you? Or they can just say, yes, I'm complete. And, you know, they go on about their merry day and, and that's fantastic. They got everything they wanted. So I asked her, are you complete? And she asked me, you know, I've, what, what is it like to work with you? What are your programs? How much do they cost? How long are they? The typical questions. And I had to tell her no, that I didn't think we were a good fit. And this is really, um, it's awkward as a coach the first couple times you do it because, and there are a lot of reasons, right? You don't want to give up the, you don't want to give up the chance to work with someone. You don't want to give up the money straight up. Um, and you think, oh, I'll just do this and it'll give me experience doing this. It's really all the wrong reasons to take a client, number one. But I had to tell her no. Because she was looking at getting out and she she wanted to escape her current situation immediately 
and made it really clear on the call that she didn't want to look into her own her own responsibility in the situation, her own agency, the choices she made to stay, how 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 her part of the relationship with her leadership team was affecting her stress, right? She didn't want to do the work that I do. Now, could I have signed her and taken her money and actually done valuable work with her to help her craft a plan to get out? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But it's not the work that I do. Some people do that work. Career coaches do that work. And it's a very, very valid profession. And I'm not shitting on any career coaches by any stretch of the imagination. The work that I do and all of the coaching, study, and practice in the place that I come from, and you guys know this, is you can't get there from here. Because yes, she can absolutely physically and logistically leave her job, go get a new one, never change her mindset, never do any brain work. But in a year or so, or maybe even less, when that job suddenly makes her miserable and unhappy, she's going to be looking for a new escape hatch to a new situation. And it's just not the kind of work I do, right? There, We have ways as humans thinking that if we escape the environment, if we escape the people where we, we have to, right, air quotes, we're being forced to work with, that those bad feelings are going to go away. And I offer, you're only escaping yourself. Because guys, wherever you go, there you are. As humans, I want you to, I want you to think about this. Just because you have a feeling, and I'm, I'm here, and some of the people that called me out on this LinkedIn post were like, what if it's an abusive situation? What if, you know, her manager is yelling at her all this? Like, what, what if, what if, what if, right? There are, there are always what ifs and there are always extreme situations and you have to do what you have to do for your own mental health awareness and your own self-esteem and your own, you know, evolution in life. I'm not saying you have to listen to anything I'm talking about right now. I only ask you, I only offer, this is a perspective And I want you to lean into questioning, wow, how does any of this ring true for me? Because when we are in a situation, especially at our jobs, but hey, P.S., you could apply this to to romantic relationships, to family relationships. When we think, I'm so stressed out, I'm so burnt out, this is not working, I want to offer that nothing actually maybe has gone wrong. Our brains work this way. Our brains are always wired to look for and root out and find the negative. It's called negativity bias. It's an actual thing. Our tendency is not only to register negative stimuli more quickly, but it's also to dwell on these events much more than we dwell on happy events. We tend to remember traumatic experiences better than positive ones. We tend to Recall insults better than praise, right? The sting of what I remember, this person calling me sinister, right? I don't remember all of the the happy words that people said in that post, but I remember someone called me sinister. We tend to react more strongly to negative stimuli. We tend to think about negative things more frequently than positive ones, and we tend to respond to negative events more strongly than we do to positive ones. So just because you have a negative thought about something does not mean that anything has gone wrong. And yes, of course, sometimes it does mean something has gone wrong. I get it. But by and large, 
In our brains and in our lives, our negativity bias is always running in the background, making us look for and find and think about negative things. So just because she, I'll call her Anne, obviously not her real name, just because Anne's having negative thoughts about her job, causing her to obsess about it and spiral, doesn't mean there's anything actually wrong. I just saw a study that Gallup did uh, a couple years ago. It's called the State of the Global Workplace. And it had a lot of stats in it. It was really cool. Um, But one of the most shocking statistics was that only 15% of employees report that they are engaged at work. What? That means that 85% of the people in the world are somewhere on the spectrum of disengaged to downright, you know, hating their jobs. 85%. Now, does that mean that 85% of jobs worldwide suck? No. Does that mean that 85% of managers and leadership teams suck? No. Does that mean 85% of workplace culture sucks? No. You guys, it doesn't. Because we know, as we're doing this brain work together, and for those of you who have downloaded uh, my free video course, right? Three Critical Brain Shifts for High Achievers. We know that your job, your the work you do when you bring yourself to a location and do work for other people, your job, it's just a circumstance. It's neutral. It's not good or it's not bad. It just is. It's the thoughts you have about that job that make it good or bad. So when Anne's trying to tell me that she wanted to leave a job that made her miserable and run full force into a new job at a new company, skipping all of the brain work on how to take responsibility for how she feels, which starts with her thoughts, I had to tell her no. And this episode is for anyone out there who's unhappy in their job. Maybe you're looking for a new one. Maybe you're looking to escape corporate entirely and start out on your own, right? I am telling you now, and I said it in the LinkedIn post, the worst time to do this is when you're in a state of feeling really bad or really negative about the job or the circumstance that you're in. Because when we're focused on the lack of something, in Anne's case, the lack of happiness in her job, the lack of support that she felt like she was getting from her leadership team, when we're focused on the lack of anything, we cannot get to the presence of it. Because basically she just wants to feel happy. Right? She just, she wants the vehicle, this job to be the vehicle to her happiness. And we know people, places, and things are not responsible for making us happy. But it's our natural human physical response that we want to escape a situation to get into a new situation to make us happy. It's called the homeostatic response. And we, we've talked a little bit about this on the, on the show. The classic definition of homeostatic response is the tendency of a system, especially the physiological system of higher animals, humans, to maintain internal stability. Owing to the coordinated response of its parts to any situation or stimulus tending to disturb its normal condition or function. So our normal condition as humans is joy and happiness. And I know that sounds crazy to you guys, but that really is our normal condition. And any stimulus that we perceive as messing with that, we want to immediately remove, get out of, escape. And this is part of the high achievers threshold. We are, u- <laughs> we are used to being able to fix things, right? 
fix a problem, fix a situation, fix our own happiness with an action. And we're used to fixing things fast. We are doers. We make things happen. So it feels very natural and logical to Anne and probably to you guys that a new situation is going to fix your problem. Anne believes that in order to be happy, she has to get a new job. Guys, our thoughts and our beliefs are extremely powerful. They create our reality and all the results we ever have. And I love the quote, there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. You've heard this before, right? And actually, we're going to do a little history, you guys. My favorite, favorite bard. It's from Shakespeare's Hamlet. Hamlet's talking to Rosencrantz about Denmark. And Hamlet says that Denmark is like a prison. He says, yes, quite a large one with many cells and dungeons. But Rosencrantz disagrees. He says, no, it's not. What are you talking about? Maybe not in those words. (laughs) And Hamlet says, well, then tis none to you, for there's nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. To me, it is a prison. And we believe that in order to be happy, we have to do things first. We have to do things in order to have things in order to be happy. And you know, guys, that is completely backwards. We have to be happy first. It's in the being happy that more things for us to be happy about come into our orbit. We attract different things from a place of happiness than we do when we're unhappy, miserable, stressed, and frustrated. And you guys know when you wake up in a bad mood or suddenly something happens that you're pissed about, all of a sudden, more things come into your orbit and into your general path to be pissed about. It's just the law of attraction. It's just how it works. So the easiest way for Anne to be happy is to stop resisting happiness, which that doesn't sound helpful, right? And I get it. It's, it's, it's mind-bending when you think about it. But once you understand the concept, so much easier to get there. Because all of her attention right now is focused on what is and lack of what is, lack of happiness, lack of happiness in her current role. So that's what she's experienced, experiencing, lack of happiness. And a quick thought model that you know Anne could do on this, for those of you um, who are up to speed on thought models with me, thought, I'm so burnt out and stressed and I want to find a new job because this one sucks, which causes her to feel, the feeling is frustrated and depressed. The action she gets from that feeling is she doesn't engage in meetings anymore. She does the least amount of work to get by and she spirals and obsesses about how unhappy she is. The results she gets from that action, more stress, she can't sleep, she's not motivated at work, and she just wants to leave. You see where I'm going with this? That thought, not going to get her happiness. There's incredible resistance to actually being happy that's playing out for her every day. So how do we release resistance? If good things come when we're happy, how do we get into a place where we can be happy first? So let's talk about your brain work and some strategies to do this. If you feel like you're hating your job, you can't wait to leave it, or if you're unhappy in any situation, this brain work is going to help you. Number one, So this is how to get relief from feeling bad about your job or feeling stressed about your job. Number one, focus, listen, snap, pay attention. (laughs) Focus on other things that make you happy. You guys, this is the easiest way. 
Releasing resistance around something can happen when you stop focusing on it and obsessing about it. And you know when you're, you know when you're feeling really sick and you feel miserable and you're thinking about how sick you feel, and then suddenly you're watching a movie and you get so engrossed in a movie and like your brain's like, oh crap, I don't really feel so bad right now, right? It's exactly like that. When you can focus on that, when you can focus on things that will take your mind off the thoughts you're having, maybe it's a hobby, right? Maybe it's getting out and moving your body, helping other people. This is one of my favorite ways. Whenever I feel shitty and crappy, I think, okay, how can I serve someone else? Because t- it's not about me. And all of a sudden I feel great because I'm helping someone else. Physical activity, take a nap, just go take a nap. And I know you can't do that maybe in the middle of your work day, or maybe you can, but do research something that's cool. Think about where you're going to go on vacation. For me, what makes me happy is I like to dive into the high middle ages, like when, when things were different and how people coped and how people created things. Like That's been fascinating to me. Number two, do a thought model. And again, if you haven't gone through my video course, go onto my website. It's on the homepage. Download it. It's four videos that will come to you each day. Um, cool stuff. The videos are like 15 minutes or less. And really cool worksheets too. But do a thought model. Get really real about what your circumstance really is. Instead of, I have a job that sucks so much, I'm so stressed. Your circumstance is, I have a job. That's all your circumstance is, right? So, so stop making your circumstance be this thing that it isn't. Circumstances are neutral. It's your thoughts about it, right? And then how can you reach for a better feeling thought? And like we, we've talked about on the show, it doesn't have to be a crazy happy thought. It just has to be slightly better than the one that's causing your current feelings, your current actions, and your current results. And we talked about this in, I don't remember which episode, but scaling the emotional ladder. Reaching for a better feeling thought will cause a shift and you'll find yourself taking a jump in how you feel which is going to cause you to take different actions and get different results. I promise you guys, but it takes discipline. It's all brain work from here. Number three, stop playing your life on hard mode. You guys cut it out. High achievers, notorious for doing this. We look for answers and solutions to problems and challenges that really aren't problems and challenges. We look for the wrong. We look for the bad. Our brain is wired this way. We want to fix and improve all of the things, especially ourselves. But nothing really serious is going on here, you guys. This thing we call life and work, it's all made up. I think we invented work in order to keep playing with each other, like kids at the playground. I really do. When you think of it, like sit back next time you're at your job, whether you're working from home or in an office or wherever you are, and look around and think, we are glorious creators of ways to interact with each other. It's magnificent. guys. You are doing great. You've accomplished so much. I just want you to take a breath and bask in all you have already created. You're amazing. And look, I'm not going to say to stop growing or expanding. Of course, I want you to continue to grow, but we know it's not going to happen with more and harder work. It's going to happen from your brain, brain work, more white space, more rest, less to do, less meetings. Let's try to fix and improve every freaking thing that comes into your orbit. You're allowed to just be and enjoy things. Life, 
In fact, the more you enjoy things, the more things you'll have to enjoy. The overarching strategy is get your mind right. Spend the time moving from how you're feeling crappy about the job or whatever, because P.S., that's really how you're feeling about you, to feeling happy and appreciating your current reality. You might even figure out that you don't need to leave your job at all. It was all about the thoughts your brain was giving you that you decided were true. And once you got perspective about everything, things really weren't that bad. Actually, things were kind of fine. Or when you get to the place where you're no longer having the thoughts that are causing you to feel unhappy and miserable and stressed, now that you're feeling happy and engaged and confident, that's when looking for a new job is a good idea because you're going to make connections and stumble over opportunities that you would never have been able to stumble over or, or perceive. They would never have be, been available to you when you are when you were in that unhappy, miserable, and stressed mode. So that's your brain work for this week, you guys. If you're in the place where you're frustrated, focus on something that makes you happy, do a thought model, stop playing life on hard mode and access the place that you can create your best future from. You guys, I love you. Do your homework, do your brain work, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Courageous, Successful, and Happy. It's not a place to get to. It is a place to come from. Listen, if you love what you're hearing, head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so appreciated. And I will talk to you guys next week.